Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hello everybody and once again welcome to another episode of Dairyland Talk. Tonight our focus goes into the Milwaukee Brewers as the winter meetings continue. And David Stern said they're not going to be massive players, but there still could be some moves to be made, as we saw from some meetings they took today. Mike Weller here with Sam Brahm, as always, bringing you the latest Brewer news from Deerland Express. And Sam, you've been actively following this, and you've been tweeting a lot about it at your World of Wisconsin Sports handle, I guess. What has struck out, what has stuck out to you so far from the winter meetings as far as the Brewers go? For the Brewers, just, just a lot of the rumors and a lot of things that Stearns is talking about especially with with the Wilson Ramos rumors and just the rumors talking about free agents actually coming in and wanting to wanting their agents to talk to the Brewers to see if they want want see if they want him to come to the team that's just great to see that the team is turning into one of the one of those yeah it is a kind of really good thing and one thing to pay attention to also the Brewers do still have some budget constraints they're still not a big market team if you want some entertainment, go to Tom Hadricourt's uh, Twitter handle because he had some quite some fun debates yesterday about uh, finances for the Brewers. But it sounds like they're looking for a pitcher and second baseman, uh, maybe a catcher. The big one is obviously they did talk to Wilson Ramos, say, according to reports. Uh, Ramos, probably the most coveted catcher on the free agent market. Obviously, GT Rio Muto is a big one, and you made a big uh, article about him, bringing him in. It would cost a lot to get him. Uh, for Ramos, he's a guy where you could maybe get him for a, a one- or two-year deal. He's been injury-prone. He's had some issues. Uh, his defense has really regressed the past few years, but he is probably the best-hitting catcher out there right now, maybe even including Rio Muto. Ramos is a special hitter behind the plate. For sure. Rio Muto is one of those rare guys that is actually a good-hitting catcher. He's one of the last ones in the league right now, and I think he'd be perfect with the team. The price, I don't know how high it will be, and with the budget constraints, you never know how high the Brewers will go. But I think he would be a good guy to bring to the squad. He's around, I think he's in his 30s, and I think he'd be a great, great guy to have just in the in the clubhouse and just has a great hitting catcher, which we haven't really had that since the Lucro era. Yeah, just, just to be clear, are you talking about Rio Muto or Ramos? Ramos. Ramos, okay. 
Yeah, just making sure, yeah, because Ramos, he was an all-star last year with Tampa Bay before he got traded to Philly. He was an all-star with Washington, also had some good years with the Twins. He's a, a well-traveled catcher, but a very, very strong one as well. Uh, other names we talked about are involved in the middle infield, so obviously the big talk right now is Daniel Murphy bringing him in. Uh, there's, he's Apparently they've had talks with him, uh, whether what the contract would be, how much he would cost would be interesting as well. Uh, they're also apparently interested in Wade Miley, bringing back Mike Moustakas. Uh, there's, they're not going to say much, so there's a good chance they might not make a trade to send out guys like Davies or Anderson or Eric Thames. They're not going to be going after Kikuchi, and they're not going to be going after any of the big fish, so no Harper, no Machado, none of those guys will be in Milwaukee next year either as well. But you had a poll er, uh, earlier earlier today, and you and I took I voted both of them, and this is a would you rather. Uh, I'll ask you those. I'll tell you what my answer is. I want you. To want, I want to know what yours is. Uh, the first one was would you rather at second base. The choices were DJ LeMahieu, Daniel Murphy, Travis Shaw, where you signed Mike Musaka to play third, or an other. And my vote and the vote that won was DJ LeMahieu. What who who would you have voted for? I would have voted for LeMahieu. He's he had a, a slight off year last year, but he's still a great hitting second baseman, great defender, and I think he would fill the second base role well before Kestin Hira comes up. He's I think he would just be a perfect guy, and I think it would be really nice to see him and RC turning double plays for the next few years. Yeah, DJ LeMahieu, the elite of elite second baseman defensively, he is. He is a lot of fun to watch. Just that infield in Colorado was so much fun with him. Story and Arenado defensively was just absolutely stellar. Now, uh, yeah, I voted for the Mayhew. Murphy's a, an interesting choice, but he's so lacking, uh, so lacking offensively, and he's already in his mid-30s that the price would be a little high, and I don't know how he would fit in the batting order. Whereas the Mayhew, you can slot in, into the two-spot, or you can even move him down to six or seven, and he would still produce fine. But Murphy's a top-of-the-order hitter. He's not... He's not going to fit well in the six or seven spot. He, he was hitting leadoff for the Cubs. He was hitting second or third for the Nationals, and he was hitting cleanup, I think, for a while for the Mets. So I don't think, I don't think he's a great fit at his age anymore. I do like what LeMahieu could do for for the Brewers at second base. I hope they do at least talk to him, maybe try and bring him in. The other one was, would you rather for a starter? And if this is, you know what the price would be. So would you rather trade for Trevor Bauer? Would you rather trade a little bit more to get Corey Kluber, try and get Sonny Gray, or other? Uh, my vote was for Corey Kluber. Uh, I know it would cost a top pitching prospect in Corey Ray, among others. Uh, and he won the polls also. Sam, what, who would you have voted for? Honestly, I'm still on Bauer. I'm honestly on the edge with Kluber and Bauer because I'm still hesitant when it comes to the trade possibly involving Hira. I'm a big fan of him. I just, I understand Kluber, you'd get three years of him, former Cy Young. Just, I'm just on the edge because we haven't had, like what Stern said on MLB Network Radio, talking about they haven't really had a clear second baseman since maybe someone said Jim Gantner, but then Stern's brought up Ricky Weeks holding it down for a little while. But I think Kesney here could be that guy that could, help the team. I know he hasn't played any games in the majors, but hold that second base position down for years to come. Yeah, I, I don't know if Kira would be in a trade because I don't know if Cleveland's looking... I've heard they were looking for outfielders, so I think I think we can guarantee Corey Ray would be a deal. Uh, for me, Trevor Bauer, big thing with me is that he's such a high-effort delivery. And he it's so... 
herky jerky and very a lot of moving parts that it could make him very injury prone as he gets older. And we've seen fluky injuries with him already, whether whether it was cutting his hand open with a drone or the injury, broken broken bones he had this year. So I think it's it's a risk with him, but I would be fine with either one as long as you don't have to give up Pira. Uh, because kind of building off that as well with uh, Hira on second base. Stearns has already uh, acknowledged that Hero will not break camp with the team. He will not be on the 25-man roster to open up. Neither will Mauricio Dubon. They're saying they, those, both those guys will start probably in AAA. Dubon will probably play shortstop in AAA. But there's two guys who could be on the fast track to the majors, depending on what the Brewers do at second base over the next uh, few months as well. Uh, other big news and middle infield news, not connected to the Brewers as much, but unless you want to go in the past, but Troy Tulowitzki is no longer a active Major League player. He, he was released today by the Toronto Blue Jays. Still owed quite a bit of money, but he is the the ultimate what-if. Uh, Tulowitzki, I remember all those years ago, there was so much talk on who's going to be Rookie of the Year and who's going to be the better player over the course, Ryan Braun or Troy Tulowitzki. Tulowitzki's the shortstop. He's the, he's the bright young star in Colorado, and... For mostly injury-related reasons, it's just he couldn't put it all together consistently. And I and he was such a great player when he was healthy when he was younger with Colorado. But eventually, it just took its toll. And do you have any memories and thoughts of Troy Tulowitzki? Honestly, it's just crazy how far he has fallen. I remember him when I was younger, when he was with the Rockies. He was one of my favorite players. Just. What he did in the infield was unbelievable. He was a great hitter. And then just just over the years, he just started just declining and declining. The injuries got to him, like what you said. And it's just sad to see such a good talent just, just suffer and go down. But it was interesting to see. I saw Stearns was talking about. Troy Tulowitzki and possibly bringing him in and he talked about maybe it's a talk during dinner it I think that's interesting like what they would do if they brought in Tulowitzki yeah I, I, I don't want to take that risk he's older he's bronze age he's he hasn't played a full season in seven years eight years he's I don't know how he would fit he, he'd have to play second base which I don't know if he can do it, it's, I think I think we may have seen the end of Troy Tulowitzki in Major League Baseball. I don't. He's get, he may try to make like a Grady Sizemore with the Red Sox type comeback, but I think that's pretty much his best bet right now. Uh, other big news in in winter meetings was there was the talk about the three way trade with the Marlins, Mets, and Yankees, and what a doozy that would have been if that had actually happened, where Rio Muto goes to the Mets, Noah Syndergaard to the Yankees. And a bunch of prospects down to Miami. If if that would have happened, I would have thought about just saying goodbye to Major League Baseball forever. I don't want to see Noah Syndergaard in pinstripes. That is a terrifying thought to have Syndergaard go for six, and then you get Chapman and Batances for the next three, and maybe and then Robertson. So you have guys throwing 99 for nine innings. Yeah, I I'm not a big fan of what the Yankees do. I had nightmares when Giancarlo Stanton went to the Yankees, but I just can't imagine what Syndergaard going to the Yankees. I just, it's just weird that would, to see all that because it seems like for, with the guys that they got, like Giancarlo Stanton, they didn't really give up much. They just pretty much, Marlins are like, here, you can have them here. 
are a few prospects who are, I believe were, I think they were on the top 30, but they weren't like big guys that I think will make some noise in the majors. I'm, I'm just glad that nothing happened and hopefully it doesn't happen. And I don't think, I don't think the Marlins, I don't don't think the Mets are going to agree to that deal for one thing, but that's interesting. Uh, Other stuff to think about is also uh, Yankees talking about trading and, and, uh, and you are, uh, there's talks about Scooter Jeanette being traded from the Reds, and I don't know if the Brewers would be open to that or whether Scooter would even want that to come back to Milwaukee, but that's something to keep an eye on as well. Uh, other thoughts, Jordan Lyles has gone to Tampa, uh, to Pittsburgh. He'll play with the Pirates next year after they traded Ivan Nova away. So it's there's a lot of movement going on right now, including maybe the Brewers could be in talks with Wilmer Flores too. Apparently eight teams have talked with Wilmer Flores about about signing after the Mets non-tendered him. There's just, Isio Puig could be going to the Reds. There's talks about him being traded from L.A. because of how much money he's going to be owed by the Dodgers, I guess. Is there any other big winter meeting stuff that you've kind of kept, that's kind of caught your eye? I think you've gotten it all. I just love, I love the winter meetings with all the GMs getting together, some players as well, just all these rumors going around because this offseason is going to be a long one. I already can feel it, and it's just good to have baseball back and hear all these rumors swirling and see some guys changing teams and going to be in different uniforms. And I'm excited to see what Stearns is going to do. I know he said there aren't going to be any big-name signings or anything, but honestly, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't believe him. I think he'll make a big move without us like predicting it. And I and I know you predicted Marcus Stroman uh, a couple days ago. That that could be a big one as well. If Stroman, they're apparently talks Toronto is going to be fire sailing to try and get rid of some of these these uh, their top flight guys to try and rebuild as they start start to move move back toward contention. Because I know they the AL East is loaded now with the Yankees, Sox, and Tampa Bay, and obviously in Baltimore. But that's not less said about that the better. Uh, a fun little bit of news from this is about from about ten minutes ago from when we we're recording this from Tom Hadricourt. Uh, Christian Bethencourt, who played for Colorado Springs uh, Brewers Triple A Club last year, he signed for one million dollars with with uh, with the uh, NC Dinos in Korea. Now that is the same team that Eric Thames played for. So there's some brew connections now with the NC Dinos. You had they brought in Thames from there. They now signed Bethencourt. Maybe he can kind of rejuvenate his career, get another shot in the majors. But and then, but then some other quotes from David Stearns. These are all courtesy of Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. He had no personnel moves about to pop, but did, this, did not dismiss the notion of doing something before the end of meetings. Uh, apparently, the Giants are not going to trade Bumgarner, but Craig Council said he is opposed to banning defense. Oh, here's the topic I want to talk about here for you. All the talk has been about the shift in the last week or so. There was talk about banning the shift, and kind of facetiously, a lot of the famous pull hitters like Joey Gallo have been going on social media saying, this would be the greatest thing for my career and stuff like that. If you overregulate the game, to me, you're destroying what makes baseball baseball. And if you try and remove the shift, I think that takes away a lot of what makes the game organic and natural. I agree because the shift, for me, I think it shows who, how good and how true these hitters are. That, like, who can hit right left center and i think it's just a great strategic way to play the game and i'm not just saying that 
because the Brewers did that and kind of it really helped them throughout their playoff run. But I just it just really shows how good a player is and just how everything is laid out with scouting reports and all that. That's what makes the game special, and it makes it like what you said. It makes it real and genuine. No, I agree. I think yeah, it's just it's it's a dangerous slope to go down because we've already seen the pitch clock. We are seeing a little bit more tight, a tighter gameplay. But if you go as far as like getting rid of strategies that actually make the game vital, I think that's a big thing. So I guess as we start to close things out, we're a little over halfway through with our topics today. I kind of want to take a scope of the National League right now. Obviously, we have Rule Five coming up next week. We'll cover that next week when we get to, when we when that happens. But taking a scope of the National League, obviously the Brewers are seen as top contenders. So are the Cubs. So are still the Dodgers and the Braves and the Nationals. But other teams to keep an eye on. Uh, Arizona is now rebuilding. They traded Goldschmidt as now St. Louis. I think is a team to keep an eye on as well. Uh, Pittsburgh, you can never count on them. They're always kind of Jekyll and Hyde. The Mets are trying to be big players. Right now, I want to, I want to keep an eye on Philly. They're apparently now involved with JT Real Muto trade talks. They're in talks with maybe getting Harper and Machado, or one of them. Uh, they just signed Andrew McCutcheon. They're still in in the talks for getting pitching. I think Philly's trying to be, Philly's trying to get back to 2007, 2008. They're trying to get back to their glory days again under Charlie Manuel. And what are your thoughts on what on the on Philly being the most active team during winter meetings right now? I like it. The Phillies are coming in hot and they want to contend with all these teams that are building up like the Braves who are, I assume will add some guys, the Mets who are looking at everyone, pretty much everyone, every free agent, every trade candidate. And just, they just want to keep up. And I'm excited to see what they do because they already had a good team in the first place. They had a pretty good manager and gave, Gabe Kapler in his in his first year and they still had a good team they went I believe they went 80 and 82 but just add a few guys and I think they'd be wild card or possibly division division title contenders yeah they've already brought in Gene Segura they traded for him they and they and they got rid of Carlos Santana's contract so they can move Reese Hoskins over to first base so so which means me think that they're going to be the favorites for Bryce Harper with all the moves they've made, getting Hoskins out of the outfield makes me think that they're going to be in the market for an outfielder, and they already brought him a McCutcheon. McCutcheon's not a center fielder. I think Philadelphia is going to be where Bryce Harper lands up, and I think he's going to be with the Phillies. So you're going to have Herrera, Harper, and McCutcheon in that outfield. McCutcheon got $50 million for three years, by the way, which is still shows the wonder that his contracts in Major League Baseball. But you're talking about the Mets. They're going for everybody and anything with legs and a bat. They're trying so desperately to rebuild that team. They've brought in Edwin Diaz and Cano, and they're making moves. So the East seems to be the popular spot, but the NL West is going the opposite way. They're kind of selling off. We saw that we're seeing the Diamondbacks sell off. We've heard rumors of Archie Bradley. Uh, their Sox are trying to shop away Granky. They got they non-tendered Shelby, or they got rid of Shelby Miller. It's, it's just the Diamondbacks seem to be now they've kind of thrown it in they're not going to bring back AJ Pollock Colorado's kind of iffy Giants are kind of in a fire sale as well and the Padres are the Padres are there any West teams that are catching your eye it's interesting to see what the Arizona Diamondbacks are doing because first Goldschmidt and then you got Granke as well who may go but I'm curious to see who will take on some of that contract and you got 
Pollock not coming back, Corbin going to, I believe, Washington. Yes, and it's just interesting to see what they're going to do. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Archie Bradley because I think that'd be a good candidate for the Brewers. I tweeted something out, and me and me and a D-backs fan were going back and forth about it, but I think if they're willing to do the whole rebuild thing, go full force, I think he'll be a guy to watch for. No, I agree, and, and then and then you have guys, teams like the Giants, there's talks, of, well, Will Smith might be going to the Cardinals, there's talks with that. Obviously, Bumgarner talks have died down, but the Giants are really in a tough spot with so many aging contracts they can't get rid of, like a Madison Bumgarner, but yeah, it... it it's interesting with Arizona to see what they do. There's Hawks talks to the Padres trying to make another big splash. Uh, that didn't work with Justin Upton all those years ago. It's not going to work here. And then lastly, the, we have the NL Central. Obviously, there's the Brewers. They they could be making some moves over the next few days as well. And uh, also, the Reds haven't made any big moves, but there's still talks with some big moves, and they're, they're a favorite for Sonny Gray. They're now a favorite for Sonny Gray, obviously, with Derek Johnson over there now, and the baby bring back Matt Harvey. Uh, Pirates brought in Jordan Lyles, but they're still kind of just hovering in that in that middle range. But then there's talks, and I'll ask you, Sam, are the Cardinals back with Paul Goldschmidt? I think they're going to make a big push because they already did what, uh, last season, and I think just adding Goldschmidt and maybe adding a bullpen arm as well, I think they're going to be just a team that will just be just just always get in there. People will talk about the Brewers and Cubs, but they're always be, will be in there. It's kind of like what the Pirates are doing, but I think it's going to be an even bigger deal, and I think they're a team to worry about. Okay, and then I agree with you, but then, okay, so last topic for us for this week. Uh, rule 5 draft coming up, uh, and there, and obviously the rules of the Rule 5 draft is if your team selects a player in the Major League phase, they have to be on the 25-man roster the entire season unless, injure, unless they are injured. If they don't, you have to offer them back for half of what you got for them, which is essentially like 500 bucks. But one of the biggest names out there right now for teams to maybe select is Jake Gatewood, a former uh, bonus pick for the Brewers, big-time star in high school with his power, was hitting 500-foot home runs and home run derbies during his senior year of high school. It took him some time to develop, but he finally was starting to really come into his own the last couple of years. Had a big year last year in AA before he tore his ACL. And it sounds more and more likely that a team might take a chance on him. If you're a GM, would you, especially a, a rebuilding team, would you take a chance on bringing in Jake Gatewood and you have to keep him on your roster the entire year? It would be a big risk, but I think a team will take that risk because Jake Gatewood just, like what you said, he showed a lot of pop. He has crazy power. He, he doesn't really bat for average, but I think he could do something and make like put up special numbers for a team. But I, the question is, the highest he's played is double A, just taking that risk and him skipping triple A and going right to the majors after uh, ACL tear. I, I can see a team doing it, but it would be a huge risk to take. Yeah, plus he's pretty versatile. He can play first, he can play third. Uh, he came up actually as a shortstop at six foot five. But I, yeah, I don't know. I think it, there's, it is a risk, but I can see a team like the Padres could make it work. A team like Baltimore could make it work because you could try and do whatever you can to try and move on from Chris Davis. But 
it'll be interesting to keep an eye on for Jake Gatewood, even maybe someone like Cody Ponce as well. Some of these other guys who were who weren't protected by the Brewers, they were because they only protected Troy Stokes, Trey Supak, and there was one more. Trey Supak and um. Marcos Deplon. So the Brewers did keep a few guys, but they did they did not protect guys like Jake Gatewood. So we'll see how that goes next week. So that'll wrap up another edition of the Dairyland Talk podcast this week for your Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, Sam Brom, where can people find you? They can find me at World of Wisconsin Sports. I'm going to be tweeting all about Brewers, Bucks, Packers, everything. And I'm going to be keeping up to date with all the rumors coming coming out during the winter meetings. Absolutely. You can find me at Mike Wentland on Twitter. I'll, I've been mostly tweeting Packer stuff recently over the, after celebrating their win. But you'll find takes for me for everything Wisconsin sports based, also, I guess, culture and fun topics as well. So follow us there. Also, always as always, read Dairyland Express. Go to the website, dairylandexpress.com. Dairyland Express with an express, no E, on Twitter. And, and stay tuned the rest of the week for more of Dairyland Talk Podcast. So until next time, for Sam, this is Mike signing off. We'll talk to you guys next week with more Brewers on Dairyland Talk.